ain't you sick of giving me your money? Oh, it's... Oh, oh. I know he didn't do it, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where you going? Now I'm about to go make these troubles. Hey, 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 what's going on, people? This is your boy, Bradley D.L.O. Thomas. Um, and welcome to the BLK Currency Podcast. Uh, by day, I am a marketing strategist at a biotechnology company, really nerdy stuff. Um, by passion, uh, I make music and I am a MC, so I will pass the mic. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Opal Elisa. I am a director of multicultural business strategy by day for a large financial firm and by passion. I am an MC, a poet, spoken word artist, author, all around creative. Um, I'll pass the mic. That's what's up. I'm Corey Dash Whitmore uh, by day and by night. I'm at Media 22, Studio 22, Radio 22. And I just dropped this jewel on Snapchat like yesterday. Yo, my album's coming out. Twenty twenty six. Twenty twenty six. I didn't Man. see that. That's what's up. Okay, that's what's up, Corey. Okay, that's cool, you know I'll be dragging my feet when it comes to my own stuff. So I, I at least had to put twenty twenty six on it. I know we in twenty twenty two. That's love. That's love. That's love. Yeah. So for this episode, uh, for all the listeners out there, um, we are actually going to focus in on uh, uh, Corey for for this episode. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff about him that. Um, I'm very interested to ask, you know, I know he's very, very committed to the community as an entrepreneur, uh, as an entrepreneur, um, do music and media. Um, he is the founder and owner of Media 22, which is the platform that you are currently tuned into related to that. Right. Um, he offers so many different services. And if I start naming them all, we'll be here for another, you know, 10 minutes or so, because it's just slash this, slash this, slash that, slash that. Uh, but without further ado, we are going to focus in on you, Corey. How's that? How you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling great. It's another busy day. Podcast mm-hmm. recording over at the studio. So, you know, right. glad to be able to mm-hmm. take a little time off and just, you know, talk through some things and, and have a discussion before it gets busy around here. For sure, man. Yeah. You know, I've been noticing that about uh, I've been noticing you. You've really been focusing in on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So how, how many podcasts are you? Um, Does does media 22 kind of hold right now? Radio 22 um so we have some uh that we uh do sponsorships for so something that's more in-house where we provide Mm -hmm. the space and um do all the editing and things of that sort um Uh and then we also have uh businesses and and customers that we have that come to use our space and either rent our space or use our services for podcasts so i would say right now we're working on somewhere between 10 to 12. nice wow real nice that's dope that's super dope so um you know how we how we normally get into it. I'm I'm very interested in um how you like how the original spark got you uh moving towards media and music 
mm-hmm. you know, um, like was was there like what's the journey? Like kind of kind of walk us through like how you got to to where you are today. Well, uh, I'll try and give somewhat of a, a shorter version because you know it has a, it has a lot of zigzags in it. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the way of the entrepreneur. <laughs> it, 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 it's always the way. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, uh, our family was real transient. So you know, uh, my mm-hmm. mom and pops. My pops is from the the Memphis area, uh, Mason, Tennessee. My mom's from the Birmingham area. Uh, so that gives you a little context. You know, especially, you know, in the days of the civil rights movement and things of that mm, of, yeah. of their influence. But my dad worked in government uh, as a U.S. conservationist, um, USDA. Uh, so the thing with my pops, my pops is driven much like me and was always getting new opportunities and um, advancing in different ways within within uh, the USDA. So, you know, he would get new positions and we would move. So mm-hmm. I was I was born. I'm a I'm a PA product, Harrisburg, PA, capital city, home okay. of LaShawn, LaShawn McCoy, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McDevitt's. My 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 brother and sister went there. Um, mm. But we moved uh, from there. I moved to Maine, of all mm-hmm. places. If people know where Maine is, yeah, wow, that's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, so, I know there's not that much diversity in Maine. Yeah, no, 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 there, there, there really isn't. <laughs> Right. I was about really to ask is. you, like, you was like the only brother there, right? Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. I just recently looked up the demographics for some reason because I was retracing places I had been. I think their African-American population was like 1.67%. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Sounds about right. So myself, I was the only person of, I was the only person of color in my school, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for my brother and sister. And we were there for mm-hmm. six years. Um, we were there, Brewer, Maine. From there, we moved to Champaign, Illinois, um, home mm-hmm. of the, you know, the Illini. I know I'm going to get some mm-hmm. hate from the Badgers on that. But, yeah, I, I went to a bunch of Illini functions. Went from there to Gaithersburg, Maryland, which is outside of the D.C. area. Okay. Um, and was there for a little bit. And from there, moved to Madison, Wisconsin. Some people don't know. I was actually here for three years of high school. That's right. Before, that's right. Really? Before mm-hmm. I went to Marquette University and I was in Milwaukee and I was there for 16 years. And then mm-hmm. I relocated from Milwaukee back here um, about, I think now, like six years ago. When did you graduate from high school? Uh, 98. Why are you dating yeah. me on the on the uh <laughs> on the oh, y- y'all didn't cover that in the in the in the pregame? <laughs> hey, we going deep, man. We going deep with you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You cover that, to. but but yeah, it's it, it's the places I've and, and we'll get into it. The places mm-hmm. I've been have had a heavy influence on on my perception and how I interact with folks and how I view things because mm-hmm. I was slingshotted between diversity, non diversity. Yeah, yeah. I'd be in a place where it's like, oh man, oh it, you know, mm-hmm. people look like me or, or or fit in, and then a place where there's no diversity, where it's like, okay, I got to figure out, I got to figure this out. How do I how do I navigate this? Because mm-hmm. I don't have any examples or anybody to really guide me through mm-hmm. this. And that has manifested itself um, a lot in in my business and, and just how I interact with folks in general. But, yeah, you know, I've moved around a lot, you know, where the media thing came from. I'm going to be honest, I'm I'm a late bloomer uh, mm-hmm. music. I didn't really get the music bug until college. Mm-hmm. I did not play an instrument i didn't play in the band i didn't know anybody making beats i didn't i wasn't mm. around any per se rappers um 
And my roommate from California um, had this uh, beat program or whatever called EJ. And I was like, I was like, what's this or whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just a beat program I play around with. It's mainly loops, but you get to like formulate yeah. and sequence all the loops and things. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of cool. I was like, OK, yeah, let me let me. Yeah, I like this. And then I went and did something I think it was called Mixman or something, which was like a DJ production slash hybrid. And before I knew it, I was like 100 beats in, 200 beats in. I was putting them on disc because you could burn disc. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was the era of oh, that. Yeah, you got a big old stack of 100. Uh -huh. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I get to play my own beats. So I'm in yeah. somebody's car. I'm like, yeah, pop in the disc or whatever. These are my beats. <laughs> um, and so I'm doing that in college. And then as I'm going to school, as I'm going to school and I'm working, uh, mm -hmm. I start to bump into people that's like, oh, yo, I rap, I do this. Like, do you yeah. record? And I'm like, nah but maybe i could figure it out so you know i did a little research and i was like oh oh yeah i could let me go over here and and, and buy this little eight track you know digital recorder and i, mm -hmm. I got a little mic and it was the set the first setup was crazy like i had i tried to do the you know how you see all in the studios and the mics hanging down and it yeah. looks all cool and you got all this so man <laughs> i had like this hanger or something that i put into the ceiling and then i had the mic come down off the hanger so you could get that vibe in the field right, 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 have yeah. monitors. so i was plugged into like i guess you could call it kind of it's not a boom box but you know the little stereo with the box speakers and stuff like that and i had it plugged in mm -hmm. there i was like oh yeah mm -hmm. we got it so you know i produced a, a short little um i think it was a four or five track before it was ep i guess you could still just call it an album um yeah. at that time for my guy mr g and i used to work with him over at mitchell airport um and you know we got the cover art together and we start pushing it it was like yeah you know we should we should be doing more of this i know so and so i know so and so oh, okay okay and i just started working i started working with artists in that way um before i left school i got an internship um on the north side uh, with this dude named busy um and he knew like he just knew a bunch of mcs from around the block a couple of producers he's like i need somebody to come in and organize this i need right. somebody to get the artist right I, I want to do the business. Let it let me let let me set up events. Let me. He was from Memphis. Let me talk to my folks in Memphis and the music down there. Let's see if we can get popping. Yeah. But I didn't have a whole lot of experience. Bro brought me in. He came to Marquette and was looking for folks. Mm. Ain't, ain't nobody. Ain't nobody's like. Oh, I don't know about dude. Me, I'm like it's an opportunity. If it works, it, it works. If it don't, it don't. So I went out there. It was like uh, bro was off 76 and Green Tree for the, for my mm -hmm. Milwaukee people know where that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we had a studio out there. He brought in all these cats, uh, versatile and drama and all these cats. He's like, yo, make it happen. Here's the equipment. So I went down there. It's like a, a Roland 2480, like a digital board. He had like a 414 and Triton keyboard and all this stuff. I'm like, ooh, we. I'm mm. like, this is it. But I didn't know how to run any of it. All I knew was the eight track, and I can hang my mic from the <laughs> <laughs> get it in, in the bedroom. Yeah. And I'm gonna plug into my stereo, and it sounds dope. Right. So yeah. the that first was be my time next I got too. there, yeah. right? I I slept there and just put my head into the book. Mm -hmm. I said, "Bro, mm, wow, can I stay here overnight?" Mm. He's like, "Yeah, that's cool," because he's like, "Yeah, I'm bringing an artist." Uh, probably on Thursday or Friday. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's Tuesday. I never, even <laughs> run I never even run this equipment. But that's what it was. It was sink or swim. So I just went in there and and just tried to learn it the best I could and work with folks. And what was starting to happen is that I was improving my skills. I took this chance to improve my skills, even though there's a fear there that 
I don't know how to do this. I don't know, bro. I'm yeah. not sure what's going on. Right. And then I'm starting to learn how to work with people. People are coming mm-hmm. in and say, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. How do we make that happen? Oh, I, w- I want my stuff to sound like this. And it's it's starting that thing in me to start to um, learn to, to troubleshoot and problem solve and yeah. kind of do that on the spot. Um, and not because you don't always have time to say, yo, let me go ahead and prepare for this and make sure I'm ready. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to sink or swim regardless. And that's that's what kind of got me more into it as far as as media music when i graduated i started my record label um so on 05 i started a record label called mm-hmm. deuce deuce entertainment mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. on started out my apartment on 22nd and gosh where was i 22nd in kilbourne mm-hmm. um in milwaukee mm-hmm. so that's close close to marquette slightly off off of um a few blocks away from marquette on the north side or whatever um when i left that internship you know, I learned a lot of things. You know, I learned a, lot, a bunch of things that that I found that works as far as dealing with people in the music. Mm-hmm. And I found something structurally that didn't work that put people off. Um, so regardless, you know, if I wouldn't have taken that chance for that experience, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have had as far as a basis to start my own thing. Right. Um, now to start my own thing. I look back on it, that seems crazy. <laughs> I mean, to start to say to say I'm gonna graduate from college and start my own record label. Um, I don't think I quite understood what all that really meant. As far as mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's one thing. Just it is a lot of work. It's yeah. one thing to make music, but to be honest, as it grew, that became the smaller and smaller part of <laughs> the label. It was. It was understanding people uh handling personalities it was learning mm-hmm. how to do website seo it was marketing and promotion it was talking to venue owners talking to other managers it was um rehearsal <laughs> it was setting up video to make sure we know we see what we're doing and then we can review the video and then we can set something up different for rehearsal it was all these other things that when at least for me when i first started mm-hmm. i didn't take into consideration mm-hmm. and that's why i look back yeah. and say man that was crazy that was incredibly ambitious at the same time with with my t- with my time in, in, in you know moving around in the different school systems mm-hmm. i felt like i had a chip on my shoulder if i'm gonna be honest i'm not right. gonna say i felt like i had a chip mm-hmm. on my shoulder let's keep it 100. <laughs> Um, what what do you think that came from? Was that just because you had to you had to constantly be in a new environment and kind of prove who you are, prove yourself, like make new friends? Like it's almost like that whole that whole you like when you were moving around that all those skills came into you building your business. You know, right. they always say like, well, it's ninety percent business, ten percent music in the right. music business. So you just kind of just jumped in. I just just jumped in, just jumped in the pool. Yeah. Didn't didn't know the <laughs> water was was hot or cold. I just jumped in. Um, but yeah, a lot of that comes from moving around. I felt personally, I felt that many times my skills and the things that I brought to the table were overlooked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for for a person that academically, I I would say in the latter part of my my school year what wasn't doing well. Um you know, when I when I first was starting out and, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with school systems and where they're at. Yeah. 
man, I was I was a, I was a, I was a student. I was I was easy. I'm like, man, I'm I'm just I'm just cruising. We we transitioned mm-hmm. to another school system that's more advanced than the one I'm at. I'm behind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So me thinking right. that, oh, I'm I'm this type of student, but I'm at this type of student in this school system. Mm-hmm. I moved I've to another school system. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now, now I'm a B student. I moved mm-hmm. to another school system. Now I'm a C student. Mm-hmm. So that plays that plays on your psyche a little bit and it plays on your confidence. And it feels and sometimes you feel that you have things to give and you feel like you're being overlooked many times. And I think academics was one thing, but you know, every time you move somewhere, you're rebuilding, like you said, you're rebuilding your identity and you're always having to go and show and prove something. So it's like, you don't have any built up capital. You're starting from ground zero. And when you keep doing that over and over again, sometimes no matter what situation you're in, whether they believe in you or not, you feel that you have to go out of your way to prove it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I ain't going to do the math for y'all, but I still feel that way right now. And no matter what situation is, you could, you could, you could praise me for two weeks and Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure out something that I'm like, you know what? This could be better because that's that condition. I went to three high schools in two Mm. years. Mm, I went to two different high schools my freshman year and then went to a different high school my sophomore year. Mm. So it's start, rebuild, start and rebuild and try to formulate an identity. And that's Mm. always lent itself, whether I've had a job or whether I'm in, in business as I am now, where this is, this is it. This is the end all be all. Um, So I've always had that mentality. The, the pros about that, it's motivating. It continues to keep me motivated because I'm always, I'm always um, critical or analyzing the things that I'm doing and figuring out a way to get better almost every single day. Mm. And that's is, like a, yeah, yeah that's like a real, you know, I, that's like a real sign of greatness too. Um, right. Mm-hmm. There's a book called uh, uh, Relentless that's by Tim Grover. So he mm-hmm. was the trainer for, um, and I know you don't have other books you're going to recommend later. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, Kobe and Bryant. And Kobe for a little bit, yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Um, quite a few. Uh, Dwayne Wade as well. Right. And that was one of the things that he talked about in this book was like just being, never never just being satisfied with being good or, you know, being great. Like being unstoppable is just, even if you had like a perfect game in everyone else's opinion, to you, you're like, okay, I had right. two turnovers. Right. That's not perfect. I got to go back in the gym and work on something. So that's what, when you, when you started talking about like how you feel like you just never to the pinnacle and you're always right. like, there's always room for improvement. It made me think about that. Right. But for, for people that may be listening that have some of that in them, there's a downside though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How, how the, the grind of you having that mentality and working with other people can sometimes grind on them mm-hmm. and because when you are always sitting in a place of saying yeah this is good but this can be better yeah mm-hmm. that was good that can be better some people aren't able to operate in that way meaning that they may need that that time and that space to to say hey look at what we've done yep. this yep. is great this is yeah. amazing. let's go out and celebrate that and to be honest that is the healthier far healthier way of living and someone has recommended that i need to do more of that Mm -hmm. i have i still to this day have not been able to find a way to celebrate a win every Mm -hmm. win is for me creates a new level for the next thing to improve upon 
So when someone says, hey, look what we did, we accomplished this and put these things together mm-hmm. and everyone's in celebratory mode, I'm like, okay, now we've reached this level. Now, how do we take this level and go to the next level? And that's also what, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm to admit, will will kind of run my batteries down. Yeah. It's okay. almost like a point guard with, with, with basketball. And they say point guards have to learn pace. You mm-hmm. can't go 110 yeah. the entire yeah. time. Yeah. You have to know at which points of the game in which you need to push it, which points of the game we need to pull back. It's all about flow. It's about rhythm and it's about balance. Mm. And I, I still, till this day, struggle a little bit with that balance. So what you're telling us is basically we have to trick you to um, <laughs> take you out, go kick it and relax. You're like, look, Corey, look, just meet me right here. We about, then we're going to go to the studio. I want you to meet this person. It's like, I'm gonna be a, I want you to meet Jameson or I want you. Yeah, <laughs> I want yeah. you to go out. We about to go out to just go kick it and have fun. So right, right. You you insight. would. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you, you know, I won't I won't say a name, but I was setting up equipment for somebody for an event mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, and it's, and they're like, yeah, oh, you want to come through and 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 hang out at the event? I'm like, yeah, I would like to, but you know, I I got some other things to do. You know, I just got other things to do. So instead of sitting there and either hanging out for a little bit because i just finished setting up and the event was going to start or coming to the event early i go back to the studio at like seven and then show back up at the event at 2 30 to take my stuff down <laughs> take my stuff down and just do work the whole time now could i have could i could i have easily given up an hour to 30 minutes and if you watching this bro yo it ain't personal <laughs> <laughs> like i could have but my mind said, well, man, I got this window. Let's just see how much I can get done. Yeah. Yeah. And it is that balance for sure that you spoke about because um, I am, I would say, at work and in passion. I'm a person who definitely points out and celebrates the wins because yeah. naturally I have that tendency to rewind, pick apart, find a place I stuttered, the thing I hated, and go try to make it better. Um, but I have found, just as you said, that healthy piece. Like I have to have that balance. And I would say that it doesn't look like everyone else's balance. So when right. I'm celebrating when it don't look like popping champagne, it don't look like kicking it. Cause to me, that's, that's work. Like if you see me at an event, kicking it, somebody's right. paying me <laughs> to do that. At this point, <laughs> me to be here. Pay me to right. be there. Cause I, yeah. that ain't how I do it. Right. And I've, I've shared before that like every time I'm paid for something creative, I right. will take my daughter out or my family, my mom and folks mm-hmm. out to eat because that's that's mm-hmm. the way. Right. Or we'll yeah. go do an event. We'll go somewhere. Or we'll take a vacation or we'll do something. Um, so it's there and it's celebrated. So, yeah, just finding the way that it looks. But back to, you know, DLO's point on greatness. Like I spent some time with Nipsey Hussle and he did exactly what you just did. He mm. opened up for the game. He got back on his tour bus and he was working. Like he right. was straight up working. And we seen, you know, he was he had to build. Right. Because he didn't have that, yeah. you know clear elevator rise right Right. it took him and he was grinding he's famous for recording himself on his first demos and first albums right so it's a balance right you can't you can't listen to everybody else because most people that tell you to kick back they ain't doing nothing they ain't ain't hit the goals that you want but yeah you do got to be you got to be healthy for yourself so I'm thinking like when you're telling me this and you're telling me that you know your father worked for the USDA which is a really good government job how did it go down when you graduated from the prestigious Marquette University and said, I'm starting a record label? How, how, did, that, <laughs> how did that conversation hit? What that looked like? Uh well, my pops was my pops was an entrepreneur. Nice. So 
um, in himself. You know, he he had his main job, but you know, he worked. You know, he did some things in real estate. You know, he had bought mm-hmm. um, some apartments, some houses in Harrisburg. And because I remember younger going down there and and fixing up those houses where we would go down there and spend, you know, four or five days and we would be cleaning up, sweeping out, replacing toilets, doing, you know, doing all this work to get them up and to be ready to rent. Um, You know, as 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 many as, you know, many parents, he he, he dabbled in Amway, (laughs) you know, (laughs) everybody has somebody pull up with the with the clipboard, you know, everybody, you know, with the circles Mm -hmm. and yo, if you do this and bring these people in. I mean, I did with network marketing myself. Right. Like back in the day, though. Yeah, I feel you, though. Amway was was a thing back then. So, you know, I was able to see those things and those Mm -hmm. things, I think, subconsciously manifested itself. Um, Hmm. when, when I was, I think I told you guys when I, I mean, when I was eight, uh, my, my Halloween costume was, was a businessman. So I would show, I would show up (laughs) to the house and then I pop open my briefcase and say, trick or treat. And I close my briefcase and I head to the next point. So you knew that (laughs) something was working, even though I didn't know it was working. Um, because other than that, like. And I was trying to play ball and chase girls. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, like junior high and high school is what it is. I wasn't thinking it is what it is. Yeah, I wasn't thinking business. Yeah, I wasn't thinking entrepreneurship. I wasn't. That's just not what I was on. But for me to do that at eight shows me that something was was percolating a little bit. It was in you. Um, when I went to Marquette, you know, for me, Marquette was it was difficult. It was it was just it was just difficult on a, a multiple levels, um, and you know the first you know I'll be honest like the first three years or the first three semesters I was on academic probation. I was I was almost out by the end of my by the end of my sophomore year. I think the, I think the next semester I took off mm, and yeah. then I came back my junior year. Like I was almost done within the first two years. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't focused. I didn't, I didn't see myself in that place. Mm. And I think I was starting to build up a little, a little resentment. And I think I was starting to build up, you know, like, can I do it? I was doubting myself, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I was, I ended up finding, and everybody says, sometimes they find one. I found one professor when I came back that, I think gave me confidence and allowed me to believe that there's things that I could still do. Um, and, and when I moved more towards media at the latter part of my career and our, I said career time at Marquette, um, I was like, a, I was like an a, a B student by just pivoting and actually finding somebody that mm. felt that there was something there to be tapped. There was potential there where prior to that, it was like, it almost felt like, like, why is you here? Like you don't even belong here. <laughs> you know, it felt that way. Yeah. Um, so as I finished school and, and, you know, me and my, me and my pops, we don't, we don't talk, you know, we don't talk a whole lot. You know, he's more of the, the, the silent type, mm-hmm. but I was like, yeah, you know, I, I need to do this. <laughs> I need, I need to, yeah, yeah. with everything going on, I just, I just need to, I just need to start this. And, and honestly, he didn't, you know, he didn't put up no roadblocks. He's like, is this, nice. if this, if you're going to do this and this, you're going to take it serious, this is what it is, then you need to go and fulfill this. But I think he knew that 
I probably needed to prove something. I felt like I needed to prove something to myself, but at the same time, you know, I was, I was trying to prove to others and myself, if I'm going to mm -hmm. say that accurately. And he felt probably knew that that's something I needed to do. So he's like, I ain't going to get in the way. That's love. Right. Yeah, that's real love. Mm -hmm. That's, that's dope, man. Super, super cool, man. So, um, you got these different branches in media 22. Um, right. I'm curious. I'm curious about like how how that happened, and I'm also curious about because um, I know you, you know you are a family man as well. Um, you have you know beautiful family. How, like how does how, how do you balance that? Like, are there mm -hmm. any tips that you would tell people like who who have the entrepreneurial spirit and have the drive and the motivation, you know, internally to do these different things and build up these companies and brands? Right. You know, are there any tips that you could give them like on how to you know, balance that out the best way that you can, because it's never right. going to be, it's never going to be all the way one way, you know, especially right. if you're trying to build something, you know, like you're doing. So I guess kind of a two part question. Right. Um, so let me address the first one with, with the balance. And the second one was, so I can keep that in the back of my head. The second question. I think I asked you about like the different, like how are you oh, managing the different, the different yeah, the different yeah. branches and the different right. brands within your one domain, domain business to make the top one. That's what's up. All right. So this is something I would say to all my artists back in the deuce deuce days. I would say if your home, you know, if your home ain't right, then this ain't going to be right. Mm -hmm. If you ain't handling what's going on at home, you for sure can't show up and do this because those things are always going to be pulling, pulling at you. And we had, whew, we, <laughs> we had some interesting, uh, you know, things occur sometimes on the road when things ain't handled at home where mm -hmm. people yeah. pop up and disrupt shows or pull you by the ear before you're about to go on stage <laughs> and things of that sort because something isn't right. Right. Um, to build anything and, and, and really to really invest time into something outside of what may be your normal nine to five, your partner in crime, whoever that is, um is essential meaning that they have to be able to allow you to have the time mm -hmm. to be you yes and to right. grow and explore where mm -hmm. it is you're trying to go because many times in entrepreneurship we know it's not a straight line so it's not like i'm trying to do this and then you're just allowing me to do this no sometimes you're going way around the bend and you're coming back to it but that's just not the direction and yeah. if you don't have somebody that's with you that has an understanding of that, mm -hmm. how important that is to you and is willing to give you the space and the growth to be able to make the mistakes because mm -hmm. mistakes will happen. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to come together for you. There's sure. been a lot of, there's been a lot of artists that I've talked to. I'm like, mm. you may love this, but your situation is not allowing you to do this. Yeah. So you, so you have, you have, you, you have to rectify this in some way saying that, Yo, I'm dead in that situation and I'm going to follow this or mm -hmm. you're right. I got to remove myself from here and, and be into this situation. Personally, I've been blessed um, to have a wife that has been able to give me the space, you know, to to trip and fall on my face, to be honest. Um, and and I and I and I say that because. It has it has not been smooth. To, to mm -hmm. say to say the least, just to put it lightly, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, we see we, we always talk about this in, in some of our podcasts. We see what it looks like online, but, right, right. <laughs> but behind the right, scenes, right? Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's this scraped up more. face. I got blood coming from the knees. It's it's all these <laughs> other things that you're just not seeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah because yeah. that's not what you what people want to necessarily present. But you have to have somebody that is willing to give you the space. You bring in two boys. I have two boys. Um, mm-hmm. Makes it even more complex. Because now you're 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 looking at trying to divide time in in essence. Yeah. If you if you have a partner that's yeah. working and yeah. then you're working and you're doing an entrepreneur, you know, you're doing your own business mm-hmm. and you have kids now. Yeah. Those schedules, those schedules are bonkers. Yeah. Those schedules are crazy. And kids yeah. ain't um, trying to hear that. Kids not at all. They ain't trying, they ain't trying to hear that. They like, look, I don't care what you got going on. I don't care. Yeah. They ain't that trying time. to hear that. And yeah. the second thing is that. Well, what is that unintended impact? Mm-hmm. Right now, I'll mm-hmm. I'll take my own experience with my relationship with my dad. My dad was always on the road. He was always mm-hmm. if he's flying to here, flying to here, flying to there, flying to there. So there's moments that I'm like, "Yo, this is my come up." I'm like, "Where are you at?" And those are those are those are those negative impacts of. And as I get older, I'm like. The stuff you was doing, like you was in the lion's den. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and to keep your head on a swivel in the spaces that you were, and a lot of those spaces where you're the only, yeah, that is like you, especially at that time, 80s. I, I, right? saw, I saw an article where bro had the afro too. I'm like, oh, you was really <laughs> He was black oh, black today. No, you didn't show up in the paper in in Maine, and you got the Afro. I'm like, like, that's a target. Um, But there's those 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 um, like I said those those impacts. So you also have to take into account your family and what you want to leave them. I guess, and and I guess for lack of a better term, and the impact that you want to make. Like, I think about that. The hardest thing I I think about is not getting caught up in and being as busy as my pops was mm. and missing the moments that I wish he was there for. I don't want that to happen to my two boys. So yeah. figuring out that balance and cutting out the time, the, the strategy, the best strategy to do that, you know, that we've been using is really a phone. We've been, me and my wife will sit down and just map out the month and put it, in the calendar mm-hmm. simple things yeah. as who's who's taking them to the doctor or <laughs> yo the the dog yeah. has to go to the vet yeah. or uh i'm out of town for this conference it can't it's not going to work as oh by the way right right it's just not fair to really either party right, to yeah. to do to have that continue to pop up and it erodes the relationship so as far out as you can to get ahead of some of these things would make things easier. Now, is that a perfect blueprint? No, but it's a blueprint that has worked, you know, I think to work for us. Um, and, you know, I, I think it allows us to now look ahead and say, okay, yeah, I'm pushing 60, 70 hours this week. How do I now balance that out into the next week and say, Hey, well, maybe I'm not going in Monday or maybe I'm going in Tuesday late because I want to spend time with the family or I want to make sure I'm at the the track meet, um, you know, for my oldest and things of that mm-hmm. sort. So if you can work with your partner and, and however you can to really put those things down and commit to those things in a calendar like format, 
it just gives you a little bit more perspective of where your time is being spent and where it's not being spent. And then you can pivot. Um, is, is the only thing I could tell you, but it's, it's, it's hard. I've, I've seen some, some people that are just so incredibly talented. Can't yeah. get through to the finish line because of yeah. just mm-hmm. at home situations and, and the lack of balance in those situations mm-hmm. that has just pulled them away where they've made mm-hmm. what could be, you know, your next artist into somebody that pops up every other six months, every other year, year and a half, depending right. on what's going on. It ain't bro. It ain't. T- <laughs> I tell people all the time. It ain't the talent. All right. <laughs> It, it's really all the ancillary stuff that is happening. I found crazy talented people through the <laughs> roof, talented people. But it, when I first start off, I'd be like, yeah, oh, man, we got to get the most talented. And then it's like, no, we have to actually interview people. <laughs> See, yeah. Like, yeah. like for a while, we like, me, yeah. me and my guy MJ were, mm-hmm. were saying like, we may have to like interview artists because to see if we can pick yeah. up on some of these red flags because yeah. it's really about yeah. how hard you work you know how hard you work your dedication to it and your willingness to put in the time and then are you in a space where you can actually get this done because of what mm-hmm. we're asking you to do can you actually do it and that would eliminate like 70 75% and it and honestly saved us some time when we started implementing that as just saying oh bro's super talented let's bring bro in Nah, right. we got to figure out everything. You talk else. to him, yeah. yeah. We got to figure out all that other stuff because it manifests itself in different ways. And we found out we'll be on the road at a show and then it'll manifest itself then. Or we're about to leave yeah. Milwaukee to go to a show and it's like, oh, bro, I can't go. What do you mean you can't go? You know, show mix already done, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you mean you yeah. can't, bro? Like, yeah. this ain't, no, nah, we ain't redoing the show mix like this. No, nah, we ain't, you know, things of that sort. So, um, yeah, I mean, Planning. Planning is the best I can tell you. The phone can be a tool to do that. Um, cool. I know that was long-winded. I'll try to make this one shorter with the branches. Yeah. <laughs> Media 22. Um, started 2017. Has three three main branches. Studio 22, which is, of course, our recording, mixing, and, and uh, mastering uh, that we do here for anything from music and audiobooks and podcast stuff and things like that. Radio 22 digital radio station, mainly old school hip hop, R&B, a little bit of reggaeton. Um, and of course, local artists that we put on there with with who's next and keep it local. Um, the DJ services is the thing that's less advertised, um, but was actually a mainstay before Radio 22. When I first started Media 22, it was the studio in the basement. For those that remember the basement, um, shout out to shout out to Kilo. Kilo just performed at Mad Lit. I think hers was mm-hmm. one of the first mixtapes I recorded in that basement when I first started Media nice. 22. Yeah. Um, so the DJ, the studio stuff were were really the first things. What's crazy is that you know, for most people that know, I'm not I'm not a DJ by by trade or necessarily with you know years years of experience. What happened was when I closed Deuce uh, Deuce Deuce Entertainment in 2014, we had all of our uh, own PA and live. Uh, live performance equipment mm, nice so because when we moved okay. around especially in state we were going to places that didn't have mm. setups yeah. yeah yeah we got we got a we got a place a bar and a stage but we don't have anything <laughs> and i'm like okay we can't have this eliminate us from trying to take some of these opportunities yeah, to make yeah, money yeah, yeah. So we invest in our own pa system so that wherever we went we could either we could offset if they didn't have anything or accent if they did have something 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had still had all that equipment, I'm like, what's the best way I can start to use this equipment? Somebody asked me, can I do a wedding? And I was like, uh, what are you looking for? Like, what type of music are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've never done a wedding before. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, we could do this during the dinner and then do this and then and then maybe do this at the end. I'm like, OK, I'm like, there's similarities. And I'm like, much like with us putting on our shows, I have to figure, figure out the vibe, yeah. be able to read a crowd, yeah. give them what they want and things of that sort and keep it moving. Um, but I need to learn how to transition songs and, and tempo match now and, and mm. keys and figure out like, oh, these keys give this type of energy and all these other things. So I had to, there's a little bit of a curve, but I'm like, as much as with all other things, as you'll see, I threw myself into it and I never mind what's weird as, as much as I struggled in school, I never mind learning. Like I actually, I actually I enjoy researching and I over research stuff to be honest for the most part, but I didn't mind saying like, okay, this is a challenge. So I need to acquire this skill. One, I have the equipment to do it with as many people. I know if I put my name out there, I can probably pick up a few of these, you know, uh, a year or in the summer or whatever, and be able to have a different revenue stream. Um, so over the years I've, try to develop all those skills and that's where the dj aspect came from so yeah dj studio radio um and then the last thing really is the podcast that with any business you got to be able to be flexible to pivot and be able to mm-hmm. read where things are going sure, um yeah, true. where what, what are we in in july so what a year ago i don't think well, we probably, had but that's okay <laughs> it's, it's like sad. that now, man. that's bad <laughs> august so i'll so I would say <laughs> in August, we either had zero video podcasts or maybe one because we were in our old space. So for me, mm-hmm. for us to ramp up to 10 to 12 is being yeah. in the pandemic, Absolutely. having having stuff, having stuff closed down. I mean, I can't DJ. I can, that's not a revenue stream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a pandemic for the most part. I did a few virtual. But that one was all the way cut off. Radio, what happened to what happened to yes, advertising marketing is a part of the revenue uh, revenue stream. But what was driving that was us being out and active when we were doing yeah. like the R and B shows, when we were doing some of the hip hop shows, um, when we were out and and being seen and having people see us to, to build that familiarity. That dried up as well. So it's like okay, studios closed for three to four months with, with COVID. At that time, we weren't bringing nobody in. And mm-hmm. then the other two revenue streams are basically flatlined. Mm. Mm. So it's like, okay, how do we how do we pivot? And then two, moving forward, is this a trend or is this something temporary? Right, right. Podcasts, when we start looking at it, is like this seems to be the trend, but not only the audio aspect, but the video aspect. Video, yeah, people want to see. Because mm-hmm. with radio, as I was trying to convince folks, and so I was, you know maroon in the face I almost said blue in the face maroon in the face or something like like yo uh, radios is, is way more visuals way more visual we need to add a, a visual component to this whether it's something in studio out of studio da, 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 da. and some people heard that and some people didn't but i knew i was going to apply it to my business mm-hmm. um because i knew that that's the visual is is everything the visual right now is king doesn't mean yeah. that people don't want don't listen i mean i listen to things audio wise all the time but you can provide a visual there's just so many more places where it's digestible especially Mm -hmm. when you talk about social media so i felt like that we had to get into that component 
Um, so yeah. the podcast thing really birthed out of the pandemic mm. and us in a short period of time learning, researching as much as we can to be in a place to offer uh, what we think is 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 top quality product for not only people that are affiliated with Radio 22, but for other people that are looking to to just get our services. So that's kind of where that came from. <laughs> a year ago, if you would have we would have had this conversation, podcasts wouldn't even been a part of it. Mm. got you yeah that's huge and also like how i look at it too is like also influencing that trend like within our city when i think about a year ago how many people were involved in podcasts from our city versus right now so in my mind not only are you providing that platform but you're also influencing that trend because people see things and they're like oh i have something that i'm an expert on or that i could talk about or that i have flow with or that i have connections with and right. it's not even just people artists and personality like i'm seeing you influence organizations entire right. businesses into saying that and you're involved with some of them mm-hmm. we need a podcast because people right. do want to yep. absorb it um in that way and you're right about the video too because um like i listen to podcasts i'm a big listener because yep. i'll put it on while i'm cleaning up getting ready doing stuff but when I'm discovering someone new, I want to go see them. Like, yes, I don't do. want to just hear them <laughs> take their word for it. I have a researcher at that point. Let me see you. Okay, right. let me check that vibe. Then let me go Google you a little bit. Because before I listen to you, I'm going right? to, right? Right, yeah. Need to, I'm going to need to see some, I'm going to need to feel some credentials about that. So, yeah, that's um, having that vision that you had, I think is huge um, to have been able to, you know, have the footprint you have. So knowing that you need help with celebrating wins, I will say just kind of sit back on that. <laughs> I, and I look, at, look at the way you've changed the game a bit um, in, in our area. Um, and of course, you know, nationwide, this stuff goes. But really think about that. You've definitely influenced a lot of people for sure with the podcast. I appreciate game. that. Yeah, Thank you. For real. Mm-hmm. And keeping the radio too. Yeah. Like, you know, people like to think that radio is dying, but like we have to do research for work. Like right. mm, advertising on radio is not yeah. dead. It is not right. gone. No, <laughs> and in some demographics, mm-hmm. it is huge. It's bigger yeah. than anything else. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love that you have those different lanes. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. So, so, you know, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Opal. Go ahead. I was just going to uh, incorporate in there. I just want to know, um, you know, we ask everybody what's their life philosophy, right? So yeah. I want to know yours. I'm curious about that, especially knowing <laughs> you as a you're 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 a real critical figure too. I've been in many spaces with you, right? When it's right. like for the community side, um, right. from the artist side, yeah. What what's your philosophy? Man, I I, I think my philosophy has gone through a couple of different changes. To be to be honest, mm-hmm. at different different points in my life, I've felt like different philosophies has have served me. At different points in my life, so so it's always kind of kind of moved. Um, the thing I've been holding, <laughs> the thing I've been holding on to, especially with the pandemic, and I mentioned this earlier before we started, um, is based out of this book called "The Obstacle Is the Way." Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I that's what I keep telling myself when um, when there's some sort of thing that has popped up that has made everything that i'm doing hard difficult seemingly impossible i it's it's my own self-talking point to say the obstacle is the way and when i say that is to remind myself that the path forward is actually through it and where i will be on the other side of that obstacle will put me in a far better place knowledge wise um 
business wise, um, emotionally to be able to, it's, it's that mm -hmm. overcoming something that's big and not running away from it. Now I would, <laughs> I will say sometimes my straightforwardness has gotten me into, <laughs> into some hot water because I apply this and you know, this is a life philosophy. I apply this to almost everything I do. So if I'm in a conversation and it's a touchy conversation and I see that there's this thing that seems like it's hovering in the way, I am going to go straight towards it. That's a fact. I can, I can attest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I've seen you do that a lot many times. And, and try <laughs> to, you know, overcome that, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel that living by that philosophy, that is the way I feel that that is the, quickest way most efficient way to get it done solved and handled whether mm -hmm. that may pre you know create a certain response or certain feelings i still feel that's the most efficient way if we're all trying to get something done so i apply that to a yeah, conversation yeah. i apply that to business um will smith always said and and, and a lot of and a lot of people don't want to go that way because fear has a lot to do yeah. with that that's a fact yeah and will smith will say you know He's quoted, and I'm probably misquoting it a little bit, but always talks about how on the other side of fear is the greatest joy, yes. is the greatest, yeah. you know, yes. feeling of, of, of euphoria to actually get over there and, and overcome that. Mm -hmm. And many times the obstacle is not something that's 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 true. That's not based in reality. Many times it's built up fear. Yeah. And that built up fear has created what you perceive as an obstacle. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I've always said, hey, I'm not going to sidestep it, spin move it, <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go for it <laughs> and go through it. And whatever's supposed to happen will happen. But regardless, I think I'll be better for it. Mm -hmm. So so that's that. if there's any philosophy, especially of, of late, that's what really what I've held on to. Yeah. Cool, cool. Love it. So, since you have like you know twenty five things going on at the same time, bro, um, <laughs> what does your day look like? Like, oh my god, like, what is right? that? Like, how early do you get up in the morning? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to be honest, not early enough. Um, or do I'll you get... sleep, brother? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? some days more than others. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, you know, my days. Yeah. I'm I'm working towards getting my days more in a routine, but as an entrepreneur, I always joke to say, "Hey, man, all I do is put out fires all day." And 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 it, you know, I'm speaking in hyperbole, but at the same time, what I'm yeah. saying is that I'm taking on what what comes, and I'm trying to figure out the best way through it because there's so much things that are unpredictable. There's so much unpredictability in entrepreneurship, um, but typically. I'll, I'll, you know, get up, make sure the kids are good, whether if it's during school, make sure they're getting off to school or taking them to school. Um, or if I'm not going to be there to make sure they have constructive stuff they should be doing for the day and not sitting on video games all day. Mm -hmm. um, but then I'll get I'll get to the studio here. And normally mornings are consulting and meetings. Um, so I try to set up my my Zooms or if I have to meet somebody or if I'm consulting on a podcast, I normally try to take my early chunk of the day and get the majority mm -hmm. of that stuff done. Mm -hmm. By the time I get to the afternoon, 
I'm already immersed in something media, meaning I'm doing some sort of editing, some sort mm -hmm. of um, setting up for podcasts for people coming in. Like today when we came in before we started, it was like, let's get the rooms prepped, make yeah. sure it's ready and, and things are ready to go. When I get to when I get to the night, it's normally if I'm doing prepping and things like that is normally taking uh, what's been done and shooting it out or doing mm -hmm. final edits on it, meaning that, oh, we've gotten this podcast done. We've already done the audio on it. Let's shoot it out. Let's follow up to make sure they got it. Let's um, double back with an artist that came in that was looking for X, Y, and Z. So I'll, at the end of the day, be doing email and stuff like that, um, it, you know, just to make sure that everybody has what's their, what they need and that we are always in communication with folks. Yeah. I think one of the one of the biggest things in, in business and especially providing services is that feedback and communication yeah. um, and to yeah, try yeah. and keep that constant, but also try to keep it clear. And sometimes those, sometimes you have one, sometimes not, not the other. Like you're constantly talking, but it's like, so so what were you saying or what what needs to be done um, or it's clear, but sometimes people need follow ups. Um, so you know, trying to make sure we have those things established in a, in a timely manner, especially because we're helping people put out their art. And mm -hmm. and that is always going to be very personal to them. And people always want that presented in yeah. the best possible way in light yes. as, as, as they yeah. can. We're a partner in that. So we have to treat their art as our own art. That's right. To say, hey, is this being, you know, if this was us putting this out, do we feel confident about it? Do we feel good about it? Is that how this would have gone? Is this how this would have gone? Is this is this how it should be presented? And I think many times uh, places don't take that take that ownership. You know, we try our best to try and take that ownership to make sure that, you know, people are are, are feeling confident and feeling good about what they're putting forward that you know that makes them happy and that keeps them you know coming back right nice nice so uh all of us all three of us are business owners uh, we've talked about this many times multiple streams of income you Corey, are the only one who is a full-time entrepreneur right you've made mm -hmm. that leap taking that jump uh and we always talk about on these episodes how we learn so much and apply them to real life so are there some things from past episodes or folks who have come through that you've had to apply because I can only imagine that like that leap is that's a crazy leap. Like I want to make yeah, that leap eventually. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. What, what were there some gems that had to come through that you had to like use or that helped you be able to make that leap successfully? Um, that's a great question. Um, man, if I, if I'm going to be honest to be transparent with folks, it was a reluctant leap. Mm -hmm. Sure. Be, uh, because, you know, leaving my previous employer as I did, that was not part of the timeline. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. far ahead of that was not far ahead, but ahead of schedule of when I wanted to take that leap. Mm -hmm. What I've learned <laughs> is is that in entrepreneurship, nothing happens on schedule. Ah, Nas had a line and I can't think of it. It's it's something about. So, something always on time, but uh, right. Jay Electronica something. said something about it too. On like, time and on, on something about time and schedule, yeah, where it's yeah. always on time but never yeah. on schedule, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
man, that's a hundred different. It's a hundred different writing. It ain't on my schedule. But to be honest, mm-hmm. it was time. I just didn't know. It was it. on time. Mm-hmm. It was. It was on, on time. It wasn't was your time though. But it was nope. on time. Right. Um, and now that I look at that, look back at it. You know, maybe it really should have happened earlier. Mm. Oh wow. And and I I and I dragged my feet because I was looking for something that didn't exist. Everything lining up. Well, oh yeah, I've got I've got this much put away, and then they're taken care of, and then that's taken care of, and oh man, I got a a a list full of clients and things of that sort. I was looking for something that wasn't there, and so and. This freezes a lot of people. It's that waiting for the perfect moment creates inaction. Mm, yeah. And sometimes True. people get that way with 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 uh, things they put out. Oh, so, uh, I, I got to redo this. I got to redo that. Now it's not perfect. Uh, yeah. You know, I may be doing that saying that my album's coming to 2026. I may be doing it right now. <laughs> but what you... And but that's 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 a that's a little bit of fear, and that's looking for that thing, that unicorn that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes that freezes you into inaction. Um, and I felt like maybe why it took me so long is I was I I was unknowingly freezing myself in inaction. And mm-hmm. and and maybe this move probably could have been made, you know, three four years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I am here, you know, the things that I've had to, the things I've had to kind of adapt and to take on. Um, one, that philosophy right now that I had mentioned the obstacle of the way is everything because it, it has not, it, you know, it has not been smooth. I don't mm-hmm. know if I make it look smooth <laughs> or it something smooth. like that. It looks smooth. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it looks smooth, but, but it, but it has not, it's, it's Man. been rocky. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, there's been times of, um, you know, times in the beginning where we were just scaling like crazy. I mean, these rooms were changing around mm-hmm. in different ways, like every three weeks. Like you would come in and be like, "Well, that's not how it was set up before." I'm like, "Yeah, we can do this, and this is more efficient. We can do that now." Mm-hmm. And then there's been parts where there's been lulls where it's like, or it's like, "Man, when is that rent check due?" Okay, <laughs> yeah, if I can book this and this, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll just get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So to know. To, to, to know that, you know, to be able to adjust to that, but also, I also take a lot of those so-called what I would call L's as the information I haven't learned yet. Mm-hmm. Because in, in, in entrepreneurship, there'll be things that'll happen and you're sitting there wondering, why is this happening? Why, why, or why is this happening to me? (laughs) You know, I thought I did this, this, and this, why should, why is this not going right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's and there's a couple of ways you you know you can take that, and I don't know if this is original uh, Tony Robbins or maybe a Jim Rohn, but it was along the lines of you know things that are happening. It, what's it's not happening to you; it's happening for you. Yeah, is to change your perspective of how you look at the things that are happening. And I've had to look at it as saying, not trying to take a personal like, yo, mm-hmm. you know, why is this happening to me? I'm saying, okay. This is happening for me. Why is this happening for me? What is the lesson that is to be learned that I haven't learned yet? Mm-hmm. And yeah. for everything that's gone wrong or anything that hasn't gone quite in the way that I've wanted it to go, I've said, 
there's a lesson to be found here. I have to, I have to be calm. I have to be patient and figure out that skill or that thing that I need to learn so that I can move forward and get through this obstacle. And that has grounded me probably in a, in a way more than probably anything else. Um, mm-hmm. To be able to hold on to that, to say, what, what, what am I missing? What am I, what have I not learned? Because entrepreneurship, you're learning on the job. Um, I don't have, right. you know, even though my pops was in entrepreneurship, you know, he, he did it in a different way. He was, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly in the way that, that I'm doing it. Um, right. You know, it wasn't something where I said, oh, man, I loaded up on all these classes in school to be able to prepare me for accounting and all these other things. I didn't. Yeah. So I had to, so I had to go and, and find the information and, and figure those things out. I'm in a, a weird hybrid of a business. Media can mean so many things to different people. Right. So yeah. the, the configuration yeah. of things that I'm trying to put together, it's not your typical configuration. So that means I have to create the blueprint that I can't go grab it or copy it. I can take pieces from other people. There are people that's in the radio industry and broadcasting industry that can teach me some things on that. There are some people in the music industry as audio engineers that have their own studios that can teach me stuff about that. There's other people that may be doing podcasts and things like that that can teach me stuff like that. But I'm trying to bring all those things Mm -hmm. into one. So my configuration and my blueprint is different from theirs, even though there's things I can pick up. So many of these things I'm creating on the fly. And, and I have, I have an um, intern that I bring in here, and, and I always joke with him. <laughs> He's like, all you ever say is like process and efficiency, process and efficiency. <laughs> you say that so many times. I think we're going to do a TikTok on it because like <laughs> things that I say, <laughs> oh, and, I, and I say tragic when things aren't tragic. He's like, oh, we're going to do one where you just say your words for TikTok or whatever. But I always try to teach him that. <laughs> I love it. That, that's gold right there, by the way. That's gold. I watch it. P-E. I always try to tell him that. Mr. P.E. now. Right. (laughs) We are creating the processes and infrastructure when we create our own business. And especially in a business like this, I have to be able to have a process that if somebody came in and said, we want to buy, we want to buy your business. You know, if if I want to sell my business to somebody, I have to have my infrastructure and processes all set out to be followed from somebody that may not know anything about it, but says, hey, Mm -hmm. I want to buy it. It looks profitable. I'm going to hire people and bring in people or I'm going to integrate people with people that you have. Can Mm -hmm. you come in and show me how this works? What is the process from this from A to Z? How are you making money? What are your revenue streams? How are you built? What? How are you going to be able to scale this in the next five to 10 years? You have to create all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it has to be created in an efficient way. If you're actually looking to sell this to somebody else, or if you're actually want to continue to make this profitable as technology changes, the times changes, how customers interact with technology and what they're looking for and what they need, all that stuff changes. You got to be able to pivot. So you're creating so much of this on your own. I heard about um, what you, what you talking about. It it makes me, it reminds me of a acronym for um, system, right? Because mm-hmm. you you you're talking about having all these processes and systems, so save your save yourself time, energy, and money, right? right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I like I like the fact that you just mentioned that of this business, you're you're not you're you're attached to it, but it's not. You see a bigger vision for it, 
Right. Like if someone else were to come in and be like, hey, here's here's millions of dollars. Right. Here it is. Like you, you know, you have your 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 business all set up for that. And I think more entrepreneurs need to think like that. And so I'm glad you mentioned that. Absolutely. It's a it's a position of like neutrality. And I yeah. think it serves it serves business business folks in multiple ways. Like the neutrality to say, I love this business, but to be open to possibly somebody coming in and and buying the business maybe they can take it to a place that i that i can or maybe they have a different vision for it that can do Mm -hmm. these other things you know i should be open to that but i don't want to sell myself short by saying oh this is mine this is always just going to be mine and i'm just going to kind of do it you know just do it in in any way that i want i want to do it efficiently but also want to make sure that it's attractive what what if what if bt came in and said we we want to we want to come in and and see what you got or or bring you on board or or puffy comes through and said Mm -hmm. oh we want to add this to revolt or something like that they're going to be looking for those things i need to have those right um and the neutrality also works you know i can you know we recently had a, a, a an incident about um just just dealing with 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 people and holding your power and um in, in conversations and in negotiations, holding your power and being neutral, mm. meaning that you aren't you aren't coming to the table with a with a predetermined outcome. You're 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 neutral enough where you're flexible in which way ever wherever this conversation or whatever may happen, mm-hmm. whether it's something that you like or something that you don't like. But to be able to see those options and know that okay if this happens i can i can do this if that happens i can do that that is that neutrality is actually in negotiation that's where your power is yeah when when you're too when you're too lean to one side or emotion has you feeling like oh man i gotta be this i gotta be this sometimes it's hard to see the other solutions that's true that's a fact you can do a whole podcast on that right there yeah mm-hmm. you really could Real talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that that neutrality is strength in a number of different ways when it comes to business. Mm, business neutrality. Yeah. yeah, man. I like that. That's dope. Hella gems. Hella gems. Hella gems. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Cam dropping on the floor, man. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's money. This one been a long time coming though, because man, the listeners, y'all just don't know, man. Corey be dropping gems and schooling us on so All the time. much, on so much, and I, I think like uh, Corey, you remind me a little bit of like a left eye, like in TLC. Like everybody saw TLC, but like nobody knew that left eye was like sewing the clothes, designing yep. the clothes, making the sets, writing yeah. so many things. So yeah, you're like that where you do so much um yeah. from graphics and everything else so um i love that you got to give the folks a little bit of glimpse of some right. of that stuff because that's that's dope and right. i'm sure that's right. what it takes like because at some point it's probably just you right it's just yeah. you yeah. doing stuff yeah yep yeah yeah man yeah yeah so um i do have a question for you for for book recommendations um yeah what you reading man like you know how many books are you reading um i'm trying to do two to three a month is what i'm trying to do Mm -hmm. um more than one yeah yeah um there's some i'm gonna try to name some stuff that you guys that haven't been named because i mean the books that have been named have been phenomenal and those are in the library too Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try and give folks something else that they may not have that i've heard that have served me well the first one which you guys have heard me talk about is the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday Mm -hmm. um it gives like it gives 
all these examples of how you know going straight and and attacking that problem um creates just an incredible amount of, of 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 benefits like i said it benefits you in just so many different levels to be able to overcome that and get on the other side it it has sport it talks about it has sports examples it has uh, samples with how uh, astronauts train in NASA. It has like all these things, quotes from Marcus Aurelius, all types of stuff. So, man, that's the first one I would I would start with um, that I really like. The obstacles, the way by um, Ryan Holiday. Um, the second one I would say is Power of Habit, and I'm probably not pronouncing mm. his last name wrong, but <laughs> Charles Charles book. Duhigg. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a great book, yeah. just just how just how you are able to really i mean it's a blueprint for transforming yourself through habit and setting up your body and mind and emotions to be doing the same things over and over again repetitively repetitively and moving in good habits and moving out bad habits Mm -hmm. because everybody has everybody has a combination of both in different parts of their life and it's like it is it's almost it's almost like you know just trying to replace insert and replace different things and it's also for me i felt it was a way to make myself more efficient with my time as far as okay what habits in this other book called it uh habit stacking what are the things that that can that i can stack in certain parts of my day that will allow me to know that i am accomplishing x y and z every single day or every time i come to the office or studio um but it also talks about triggers and stuff and the things that are triggering some of the some of the habits that you don't like and 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 how that happens. So that was a book that I really enjoyed. I need to go back and listen to that one again, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, the last one I'll give you that's in here. Uh, that one was was good. Uh, the Outsiders. Mm. Um, so the oh, go ahead. Is that by um uh uh what's his name Malcolm? Wait, no, this one's what's by William Thorndike. William Thorndike. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this right. one was non-conventional um CEOs that came into that came into uh different businesses and basically how they navigated to turn around that business. For me, it was it was basically like it was basically like a. a listening to someone's train of thought as they go and they problem solve something. Hmm. And what I was interested in to see how these CEOs went into these big corporations from, from other businesses um, and how they turned around what in many cases was a failing business and their hmm. process and their innovation to do that. They say they're the outsiders because their processes are normally outside the norm. It's, it's not your conventional process. So I was I just found that fascinating. I think I listened to that on the way to Detroit for a, for a conference or something like that there back when we drove um and it was it was it was incredible. There's a lot of things that I was able to apply um to this business as far as kind of thinking outside the box. So nice. found it Ooh, innovative. Man. Nice. So yeah, those those are the three I I would recommend. Nice. I got a couple new books. About to order it as soon as we get out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put these on the list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Um. Well, first of all, I appreciate you creating this platform 
mm-hmm. for us to have these conversations because I feel yeah. like we've we've been able to share so many different perspectives related to business, related to you know mental health, physical health, mm-hmm. um, through this podcast and in and in your other podcasts as well mm-hmm. on the on the platforms are super entertaining and just like you know just just showing different faces and yeah you know, promoting promoting you know, positive black images of people, you know what I'm saying? And doing mm-hmm. what people don't think you can do. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm very inspired by you, brother. I, I, I am. Appreciate it. Um, so I really appreciate you in this and, you know, letting us, letting us talk to you for a little bit when you got time. For sure, yeah, for sure. I echo all that. Yeah. You know, you're amazing. You're a genius and a mogul. Uh, so thank you for sharing that um, with us. And I echo everything that DLO said too. That's what's up. I appreciate it, man. Hey, this, this wouldn't be possible without Sean. Y'all, y'all, the, y'all the glue to this, you know, without, without Sean, there is no this. <laughs> so as much as I'm bringing, I feel like y'all are bringing it too. So just know that I'm, I'm incredibly grateful and appreciative of, of all the time that that's been invested in and the things that we're going to continue to do with this mm-hmm. platform and, and with this podcast. So. All right, cool. Awesome. All right. Of course, we got to plug it. We got we got to plug. Right. So, so <laughs> you all know you got to hit up that link tree. Black Currency Podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still up on IG, still up on Facebook at Black Currency Podcast. And the video, of course, will be at YouTube.com slash Radio 22. We had a little watch party uh, off of the uh, Dexter Patterson uh, oh, yeah, we episode did. last time. Oh, so okay. we definitely yeah, we check did. that live on mm-hmm. YouTube mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and Facebook. Those be tight. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Y'all got everybody that's listening. Know that y'all got some books to uh, mm-hmm. download and to check out. And we've been trying to post some of the lists uh, on the social media from some of our past uh, podcasts with uh, with some of the books that people have recommended. So make sure to people and yeah. uh, look out for yeah. those as well. Cool. Yeah, that'll be up soon. Word. All right, y'all. Peace, y'all. All, All right, right. Peace. Ain't you sick of giving me your money? Oh, it's... Oh, oh, I know he didn't do it, baby. Whoa, 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 where you going? Now I'm about to go make these trouble.